This is the Do Big Things Podcast, where we want to inspire you to do big things. This podcast is brought to you by Big Things Crewing, a service for ultra runners from beginner to elite. Not only can we get you trained up, but we can also crew you into the finish line. Find us at big-things-crewing.com. Now, here is your host, Adam McRoberts. What's up, guys? I have a fantastic, inspiring guest for you today. After a lifetime as a competitive athlete, Kyle Kuhn is taking on his toughest challenge yet to compete in the 2021 Paralympics in Tokyo as a blind triathlete. I had so many questions for him. How does someone who's completely blind compete in a triathlon? Well, Kyle is the man to talk to. He's completed marathons, Ironmans, a race that I've always had a secret affinity for, the Ram, uh, which is the race across America, and many others. While he isn't the first blind person to climb a mountain, run a marathon, or compete in a triathlon, his goal is to be one of the best and ensure he isn't the last. I'm experimenting with a new format in this episode. Uh, my man, Brian Pacenti, suggested that I should have Kyle on as a guest. So I brought Brian on to co-host. If you guys have someone you would like me to interview, please let me know and I'll bring you on to co-host. Brian Pacenti is a stud athlete himself, most recently completing the Moab 240. And you can hear his story in episode 47. This podcast is brought to you by Athletic Brewing. Great tasting, non-alcoholic craft beer made with high quality, all natural ingredients with low calories for the active lifestyle. No matter your motivation, if you want to keep a clear head and drink healthier, they are here for you. They've made it their mission to brew non-alcoholic beer that doesn't compromise taste, quality, or our healthy, active lifestyle. Enjoy the taste without the hangover. Check them out at athleticbrewing.com. Now, give it up for my friends, Kyle Kuhn and Brian Pacenti. All right, we're rolling. Um, thanks for joining me, guys. I've got uh, Kyle Kuhn and Brian Pacenti, my co-host for the night. And uh, we're going to talk to Kyle about all the big things that he's doing. And I can't wait to hear about it. Kyle, would you mind uh, giving us uh, an introduction? Yeah, for sure. Hey, uh, well, first, first and foremost, thanks, Adam, for uh, for having me on, and uh, thanks, Brian, for uh, introducing in, introducing uh, introducing me to Adam for uh, for the uh, to come onto the to the Big Things podcast. So, um, but but yeah, no. So I am a uh, totally blind professional paratriathlete, um, and I have been uh, totally blind since I was uh, about six years old. I had a uh, rare form of uh, eye cancer um, called bilateral sporadic retinoblastoma. And um, was diagnosed with that when I was 10 months old and uh, went through about five or six years of uh, pretty intensive cancer treatment, and uh, which uh, ultimately resulted in, in having uh, my, my left eye removed when I was five years old and my, my right eye when I was six. Um, so that, that left me totally blind. Mm-hmm. But you have seen before. 
So that's got to be pretty weird. Um, do you do you have like memories of of when you had vision and and what's that like? Uh, you know, being able to see as as a young child and then actually losing your vision. Oh yeah, no, I, I totally have uh, memories of being able to of being able to see. Um, you know, I'm, I was I was technically uh, legally blind basically from the from the time I was diagnosed with with the cancer. So I don't really know what perfect eyesight or 2020 vision is. Mm. Um, but, you know, I, I definitely remember, uh, you know, basic, you know, colors and shapes and, um, and all that kind of stuff. So one of the, uh, um, right before my, um, right, eye was removed, uh, my parents, um, brought my sisters and me out to, um, we, I, I grew up in, uh, I grew up in Jacksonville, Florida and, uh, my parents, mm. uh, brought my sisters and me out to, uh, Montana, um, just, you know, in the, in the fall so that, um, I could see the mountains and see the, the, you know, the fall colors and, and on all that. Um, yeah. so that, you know, that, you know, those kind of memories are, are pretty, uh, pretty embedded, uh, in my memory. Um, and, you know, just, the I remember, <laughs> I remember, you know, the, the Rocky mountains and, and stuff just, you know, being so amazing and, and cool and, you know, it, you know, set a uh it uh kind of planted the seed in in me to uh want to move uh back to the mountains at some point mm. um it, later in life when i when i was able to for sure yeah where are you where are you calling from right now are you in colorado i am in colorado so i uh i i uh, my family um all actually lives in the roaring fork valley mm. um so i'm you know we're we're based primarily out of um, Carbondale, we've got a sister up in Snowmass, and then a, a sister down in uh, Gypsum. Um, and then I have been primarily based out of uh, Colorado Springs uh, for the last couple of years, but I, I kind of split my time between Colorado Springs and um, Carbondale. Um, <laughs> just kind of float between the two. Um, mm. I come back to come back to my parents, um, you know, the family, the, the, you know, the family property to, uh, you know, unwind and, you know, you get off the, uh, get off the grid a little bit when, uh, you know, when we're not in peak season for, uh, triathlon and, yeah. and stuff like that. So nice. And that's how, you know, Brian, right? It is. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we, uh, we met a couple, uh, what was it like, you know, probably three, four years, you know, three years ago now. Um, we were both on the, uh, on a local, uh, local stores race, uh, race team for, for, you know, trail and road running. And, um, I was uh, just in the infancy of uh, breaking into the uh, triathlon scene um, and uh, needed a needed a place to uh, to do some swim training. And Brian was, just happened to be uh, uh, the manager at, a, at one of the local rec centers. And um, I uh, got introduced to him, and, and he was like, "Hey, well, you know, just you know, come on up, and uh, I'll make sure you you get uh, you get some pool time." Um, and, uh, and then he also, um, you know, we've, we've, uh, run a couple of times together. He's guided me on some, on some runs as well. So cool. yeah, no, we've, uh, known each other a couple of years now. It's just, you know, it's, uh, great to, great to know good people like that. Absolutely. Thanks, Kyle. I appreciate it. Hey, I got a question for you. Um, tell us a little bit about your, um, triathlon history. You said you, you were at the infancy at about 2017, but, um, how did that, um, come to fruition and, and where, and, and to where it's at now? Yeah, for sure. So, um, 
I mean, I guess I, I was, uh, when I say I was in the infancy, I was in the infancy of like making the transition from, um, I was, I was trying to bridge that gap from amateur to, um, uh, trying to break into that, that elite level of, um, in the paratriathlon world. So I, uh, <clears throat> I have to kind of rewind back to about 20, um, 13, 2014, uh, to give you the, the whole picture of my triathlon um, journey. So I graduated from college in, in 2013 and um, really, really struggled uh, finding employment uh, for about a year after graduating from college. Um, I, I, I mean, I can't even begin to count or fathom the number of job applications and stuff that I sent out. I mean, it had to be you know, a thousand or more. Um, I think I went on 30 or 40 in-person interviews um, and just did not, and just could not find employment. Um, so, you know, you know, about a year after um, graduating from, from college, I, um, you know, I packed on, you know, 25, 30 pounds, um, you know, was just real down in the, real down in the dumps, not in a good, in a good headspace and knew that I had to do something, um, you know, to get my, to get my mind right. So I, I picked up, uh, I decided that I wanted to pick up running and, uh, I, uh, you know, was just Googling how blind people run. I mean, I had been a, uh, I had been a competitive rock climber and a, uh, and a competitive wrestler and I, and I had downhill skied and stuff, um, growing up. Um, but you know, I, I didn't know the, you know, one, the first thing to do about, running as a, uh, as a blind person. <laughs> um, so I, uh, I was just Googling and came across this, uh, this website that, um, aimed to partner people that wanted to be blind runners, um, with people that wanted to be sighted guides in, uh, in the area. And, you know, you could search by zip code. And so I plugged in the, the zip code of where I was living at the time and, um, two names popped up, um, who, <laughs> were interested in being uh, sighted guides and who had uh, uh, you know, signed up for this, uh, for this website. And uh, I sent emails to both of them um, through the website. One of them responded and I was just like, well, beggars can't be choosers. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, so I met this guy at some downtown uh, running path and um, you know, we, uh, you know, we, we started uh, you know, just running together and, um, and he happened to, to be a triathlete and uh, he was actually, when I met him, he was um, three months out from um, competing at the Ironman World Championships in uh, Kona, Hawaii. Um, and so I, uh, so he's, you know, started telling me all about, all about that. And uh, I, uh, you know, was just fascinated by the, uh, you know, putting swim, bike, run together. I mean, you know, even though I'd grown up in Florida and knew how not to drown, <laughs> um, I, I definitely wouldn't have considered myself a swimmer, but I, I'd grown up doing a lot of tandem cycling and, you know, obviously just, you know, starting to dabble in this running thing. Um, so I, so we, uh, so I, I followed, uh, he's my, my buddy, Mike. Um, so I, I followed him through, um, his Kona journey. And, um, and when he got back from Kona, he, uh, he just said, Hey Kyle, I think, uh, I think you're, you, you're tough enough. Um, and you got the, the right attitude to do a, uh, to do a triathlon or maybe even an Ironman someday. And, uh, I was like, oh, that sounds, you know, absolutely insane, but you know, maybe we'll, we'll think about it. <laughs> um, so, uh, 
Um, but he, uh, but he said, well, before we, uh, before we do an Ironman, I know you really want to get into this running thing. So I, I went ahead and signed you up for the, the Disney marathon in, in a couple of months. Mm. Um, but uh, the Disney marathon uh, happened to be uh, full at that time when he signed me up. So the only way we could get into the Disney marathon was by doing this thing called the Goofy Challenge, um, <laughs> which is you run the Disney half marathon on Saturday and then you run the Disney marathon on Sunday. Uh, so that was my first, uh, that was my, my, my first, uh, marathon experience. And then, uh, as soon as we, uh, we, we finished that up, um, Mike, uh, took me to a pool, taught me how to, you know, actually swim. And then we, uh, got hold of my tandem bike and, uh, you know, just started riding a bunch together. Um, and then we, you know, we were just constantly, uh, we were running together as well. And uh, a few months later did my, uh, did my first triathlon and then just, you know, was, you know, across the finish line was just, you know, beat to heck. It was a, it was an Olympic distance triathlon. Um, you know, so, a 1500 meter swim, 40 kilometer bike and a 10 K run. Uh, but you know, I was across the finish line. I was absolutely beat, but so exhilarated. And I just, you know, I loved, you know, the challenge of putting all, all three of those disciplines together and eventually just, uh, you know, just got sucked into it and, you know, kind of, through running out the, out the, out the back door and was like, I'm, I'm all into triathlon. Um, so just, uh, you know, Mike, you know, embraced the triathlon lifestyle. Mike and I did a, just did a bunch of races together as I was learning triathlon over the next couple of years. He, uh, guided me in my first Ironman in, uh, 2016. Um, we came out to, uh, Boulder, Colorado and then did, uh, did Ironman Boulder in 2016. And, uh, you know, goal, goal for that race was just to, uh, just to get from the start line to the finish line and under, uh, in under the, uh, the 17 hour time cutoff. And, uh, we were able to do it in just under 16 hours. So we, nice. we counted that as success. And then, uh, totally. you know, I just, uh, I just loved it from there and, uh, wanted to just keep on you know, plugging away and getting better at it. Mm. That's awesome. What is it about triathlon that, that really resonates with you? Like some people are into running, some people are into, I don't know, rollerblading, rowing boats. Everybody's got a different sport. Uh, what is it about triathlon that, that really called your name? You know, I, I think um, specifically with triathlon, um, it provides enough, uh, you know, uh, you know, it's kind of a cliche answer, but it, it provides just the right amount of variety um, and, um, you know, cross training elements as well. So like, you know, I mean, I can get the same cardiovascular, um, you know, improvements from swimming four or five times a week as, as I can running, you know, four or five, six times a week. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, my swimming help, you know, my swimming helps my cycling and then, you know, the cycling helps the, uh, you know, helps the running, um, you know, and so, you know, I just, I love the, I love the variety. I love, um, being able to, you know, to spread myself out and, and really, um, triathlon is just one of those sports where, um, hard work really just, it, it pays off. And, um, you know, something that I I've noticed over the, over the years is, um, very, you know, quote unquote <laughs> average, um, people, um, you know, your, your average runner, your average cyclist, your, your, you know, above average or below average swimmer even, um, can take to triathlon and, and just put in, um, so much work and, and effort 
And, um, you know, specifically in triathlon, just hard work pays off and just dedication and consistency. And in order to, you know, succeed at triathlon, you have to, you have to dedicate um, time to each, to each discipline um, so that you're, um, so that you do get stronger, uh, you know, across the, across the board. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I just, I just, I absolutely, I love it. And I, you know, I, I try anytime I try to do like a run focus block or a swim focus block or a, a cycling focus block, I just get, I get really, uh, I'll be honest, I get bored just doing, uh, just mm-hmm. doing the same thing or, um, like during, um, uh, you know, when the, uh, when the, the pandemic initially hit, um, you know, back, you know, last year in March, um, you know, we got, you know, I was, uh, living at the Olympic and Paralympic training center and, um, we got, uh, you know, we basically went into a, a pretty tight lockdown. And the only thing that I could do was ride my bike trainer mm. in my, uh, in my room. <laughs> and, uh, after 12 weeks of doing nothing but, you know, two a day bike rides. I, I was like, I, I cannot be a cyclist. I am a triathlete. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably damn near professional cyclist at that point. <laughs> it was, it was pretty darn, it was pretty darn close. That's for sure. <laughs> wow. wow. <clears throat> so I I've read that I read that you've, you've hiked Kilimanjaro, you've done the Ram race across America. When did all those, uh, fall in for you? Was that before all the, the triathlon or somewhere in the middle or when was all that stuff? <laughs> so, so Kilimanjaro was actually when I was, uh, 15 years old. Um, oh, okay. so I, um, I, you know, I, I, I mentioned earlier that I had, uh, I was a competitive rock climber and, um, yeah. um, so, back um so just rewinding a, a, a bit um you know when I went when I went totally blind when I was six years old um I was you know obviously pretty you know had a pretty tough time um you know wasn't really sure what to do what I could do as a as a blind kid um and I my dad was connected to uh, a gentleman who lived um you know basically in the next town over from us um and his son um, was a, a totally blind, uh, adventure athlete. And, mm. um, so he arranged for, for, you know, his son was coming to, uh, to, to Jacksonville to do a speaking engagement, um, to just do a whole host of speaking engagements. And, um, so he arranged for, um, for the two of us to meet and we sat down and, um, you know, he, he just kind of, you know, gave me a, a verbal slap upside the head and was just like, Hey, Kyle, you know, you know, just because you're blind doesn't mean you, you can't do anything. Um, you know, I, you know, I'm a, you know, rock climber, downhill skier, skydiver, you know, marathon runner, tandem cyclist, you know, you name it, I've tried it. Um, and you you can, uh, you can have a, an incredible life and and have a lot of fun doing it. So what I want you to do is I want you to go out and, uh, and try rock climbing and, uh, and about, I don't know, uh, what was it? I think it was, uh, three years after, uh, no, two, like two years after, two years after I, I met this, uh, this dude, he actually became world famous. Uh, his name's Eric Weinmeier, his first blind guy to climb Mount Everest. So I, I, uh, <laughs> um, and, you know, stayed in, uh, you know, stayed in, in, in close contact with, uh, with Big E for, you know, the last, you know, 20 years or so. So he's been a major, major mentor of mine, but, um, so, but, um, but after, uh, I met Eric, I, you know, my whole family, actually, uh, we decided to just, rock climbing a try and got into that and then that 
kind of bled over into um, us, you know, driving um, all over the Southeast, seeking out um, rock climbs and, you know, doing backpacking and, you know, camping and, and all that kind of stuff. And so, you know, just fell in love with the, the outdoor lifestyle. And then um, in uh, 2005, 2006, uh, you know, Eric uh, reached out to me and contacted me about this, this program that he was putting together uh, to take blind and sighted teenagers down to South America um, to hike a version of the Inca Trail. Mm. And so, um, you know, he invited me on that um, on that trip. And, uh, I went and we just had a, we had an amazing time. We did, uh, some community service projects down there as well. And, um, you know, on the, uh, train ride back from, uh, Machu Picchu to Cusco, um, a bunch of us, you know, crazy teenagers got it in our head. Like we were like, man, we, we loved, uh, doing, you know, this trip together. We loved, um, you know, just, you know, being together on this, you know, this little like hiking team. Um, like we want to do this again, like, how uh, how about we do something a, a little bigger a little more a little more challenging than the, the Inca Trail um why don't we do like Kilimanjaro or something like that and uh and so we uh we put together you know I think there was like 10 or 12 of us that that got together uh the very next year and uh the the same organization um it's called uh, No Barriers um that uh put together our uh Inca Trail trip back in 2006 they uh, they put the uh, they put together our, our Kilimanjaro trip in 2007. And, um, you know, I was, uh, I was the youngest of the, the team. Um, I, I, like I said, I was only 15 at the time in mm. 2007 and, uh, yeah, we, uh, climbed summited Mount Kilimanjaro and, uh, and then, uh, yeah, no, just, uh, you know, I, uh, I did, uh, you know, it was just, was really into mountaineering and, um, uh, backpacking and, and stuff, um, you know, up through, um, up through the time I, uh, graduated from college and, you know, I, and I still absolutely love, um, just being in the mountains, like, you know, my, my, my happy places, you know, running up the side of a, running up the side of a 14 er or, um, you know, doing, doing something, you know, just where I, uh, you know, where I'm, where I'm in the mountains and, uh, you know, that's, that's my, my ultimate happy place. Totally. I think the three of us, uh, can agree on that. I think that's all of our happy place. <laughs> 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 Absolutely. But, uh, but then, uh, but then Rams, so race across America, um, I did that back, I did that in uh, 2018. So that was in the midst of, uh, um, uh, of, you know, when I was, uh, I, I was literally on the, uh, on, I was walking that edge of making the jump from amateur triathlete to, mm. um, you know, breaking into the uh, elite level. Okay. And, um, in 2017, I was invited, um, well, I, I was, uh, I, I, uh, I saw this, uh, Facebook post about a couple of blind dudes that were wanting to put together a team to do race across America. And I, I reached out to them and I, I said, Hey, um, you know, here's my, <laughs> here, here are my credentials. Um, you know, can I, can I join you? <laughs> um, and so I, at, I, so I was originally, uh, not picked for the team. Um, but I was selected as a, uh, as an alternate uh, cyclist. Um, and, um, I went to, uh, I went to the first training camp that we held in at the you know, beginning of 2018. And, um, it was like two weeks later, um, the, one of the, the, the cyclists, um, you know, had to, had to bow out of, of race across America. Cause he just, you know, he had some, uh, some family commitments and, and stuff. He was like, I just can't invest the, the time to, to train and the, 
you know, the, the two and a half, three weeks that, um, you know, surrounding the, the race um, to, uh, you know, to, to, to put in all the, the necessary training and, and racing. And like, I just, I can't commit a hundred percent to it. So mm -hmm. uh, I got elevated from the, uh, <laughs> from the bench to the, uh, to the starting lineup. And, um, and we, uh, so what our, uh, our team was a uh, team C to C um, and we were the first team of um, uh, we were the first team of tandems with all blind or visually impaired stokers. So the person on the back of the tandem. Um, so all of us were blind or visually impaired. So it was my, myself, um, I'm, you know, totally blind. Um, and then we had, uh, uh, two, uh, two, uh, practicing, uh, attorneys, um, uh, Jack Chen, who's totally blind. He's a, uh, um, one of the, the lead corporate attorneys for, uh, Google Chrome. And then, uh, Tina Ament, um, who is a, um, uh, an assistant, an assistant <laughs> U S attorney, um, in, uh, in, in Washington, DC. And then we, uh, so all three of us are totally blind. And then, uh, Dan Berlin, um, who at the time he was, uh, uh, he owned, um, a, uh, flavor extract company, uh, called Rodell. And, um, and he was, uh, uh had a very severe, uh, visual impairment. So the, the four of us were the, the stokers on the, the back of the, the tandems. And then we each had our own, uh, our own pilot and, uh, we just, you know, we, we rotated, uh, shifts and, um, you know, pieced our way across from, uh, Oceanside, California to, uh, Annapolis, Maryland. And, uh, we did it in, uh, just seven days and 15 hours and, you know, became the, the first, the first team of all blind and visually impaired stokers to, uh, to make it across, uh, to make it across the country. So it was, uh, and, you know, our, our goal was, uh, you know, it, yeah, we wanted to do something really cool. Uh, athletically um but we also wanted um you know to to draw awareness of a um uh, you know of a big problem in the in the the job market and that is that um you know um of the i, I want to say there's like nine or ten million um americans that are blind or visually impaired um in the United States. And, and that number is, is expected to, to just skyrocket over the next, you know, 20, 30 years as, you know, as, as our population gets, you know, older and older, mm. um, and, you know, and stuff like that. Um, but of those, you know, of all the, the people that are blind or visually impaired in the United States, um, 70% of those people, um, are not employed. Um, so we, uh, you know, so, so we were all, you know, decently, you know, yeah, you know, Tina, Jack and Dan, who are all extremely successful, um, you know, business people. And then you got, you had me, the young, you know, whippersnapper, um, you know, who's, you know, you know, clawing and, and scrapping his way doing like freelance marketing work <laughs> at the time. Um, you know, so we wanted to kind of, we wanted to have, you know, bring awareness to that and, um, and just show people that, look, you know, we can, you know, as people that are blind or visually impaired, we can succeed, um, both athletically and, um, you know, in the, you know, in the workplace, um, given the right systems, given the, you know, put, you know, by putting the right team around us. Um, and, and that's, you know, with, with anybody, um, whether, you know, whether you're, you know, blind or, you're, uh, or you're fully sighted or you're in a wheelchair or, or, 
you know, you're missing an arm or whatever. Um, you know, we're, you know, we're only as strong as the, you know, as the team we put around us and the, you know, and our willingness to, uh, to work hard. Yeah. Yeah. I have so many questions. <laughs> well, I'm a dartboard. Hit me. <laughs> I love it. Um, why do you think it's so difficult to uh, find employment uh, when you're visually impaired? Do they have to, do, do companies have to bring in other systems for you um, as far as like computer software or what does that look like? Um, I think, you know, to, to you know, the, so the first part of your question, why is it so challenging? Um, I think it's a, I think it's a largely a fear of the unknown. Um, so, you know, I've, I've seen, um, studies and like questionnaires and stuff where like blindness is one of the most feared, um, uh, disabilities, mm. uh, that like people don't like, 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 I mean, it's up there. Like a lot, a lot of people are like, I'd rather be in a wheelchair than be blind. Um, mm. because you know, you know, they just, they can't imagine living without, you know, without sight. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, me, I'm just like, you know, I, just, I, I can't see the, you know, there's a, there's a, <laughs> but there's still plenty I can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but I think it's largely just a, a fear of the, a fear of the unknown, um, and, you know, not being aware of, of the capabilities. Um, so for, you know, as far as, um, you know, the, the technology and stuff, technology has come such a long way, um, you know, you know, between, uh, um, you know, between Apple coming, you know, building in um, screen reading software into all of their products. So um, on every Apple product, um, so whether that be an iPhone, an iPad, uh, a Mac, um, you know, an Apple watch, um, every Apple product actually has a built in screen reading software um, that you can actually go and, and turn on yourself. Um, you know, you just go into uh, your, your settings, go into accessibility and you, you tap this little icon that says voiceover and um, any blind person can then automatically start using a, uh, an iPhone or a Mac. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a, uh, you know, you, you touch the, you can touch the screen or um, use keystrokes on your computer to, uh, to navigate and, uh, and a, you know, computer synthesized voice speaks uh, out what you're doing, and uh, and there are certain you know key commands and, and stuff, and then there are uh, there are programs uh, that do the same thing with uh, you know for for Windows based operating systems as well. So um, you know, so I, I you know I have both a uh, you know I've I've got both a uh, you know a, uh, you know I've, I've used both PC and Mac for you know many years, and you know I can I can switch seamlessly between the between the two just based on the on the technology that I'm using. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and look, I mean, not, not everything is, is perfect there. There are some, you know, websites and, and applications that, you know, might take a, a little bit longer to, to navigate or, you know, sometimes uh, people don't optimize their, their websites for, um, for someone using a screen reader. So like, if you're, uh, um, so like one of the, one of the big things that, um, that, you know, that we run into is like, um, I hate when, uh, websites just like keep refreshing over, uh, uh, over like, you know, it's like, you know, 15 seconds and then it refreshes. And, you know, that's, that's not great for a screen reader. Cause, no. uh, <laughs> cause like you could be on one, one, you know, one end of the page and you're reading and reading, you know, you're letting your, uh, 
your uh, screen reader, you know, read uh, an article or something and then it, it refreshes or some flash player or something pops up and you're like, hey, I was, you know, let's, <laughs> let's not, let's not do that. Come on. So, yeah, there, there are certain things like that. But, uh, but, but in overall, um, you know, technology has been such a game changer. I mean, I have so many apps on my phone. Like, I mean, I have an app on my phone that I can take a picture of, um, of money and it will tell me if it's a $20 bill or a $1 bill or, you know, Hmm. You know, if I'm ever lucky enough to find a Benjamin laying on the ground somewhere, (laughs) they'll tell me that as well. (laughs) Um, You know, and, uh, you know, and there, there are so, and I have a, you know, I have an app on my phone that I can scan, I can uh, take a picture of a, a, of a computer printout, um, or I can take a picture of um, like an envelope and it'll read to me, you know, when I get my mail, um, I can take Hmm. a picture of the envelope and it'll, it'll read to me like, you know, who it's from and, um, I can, then I can open it and, you know, I can take a picture of the, of whatever it is that was sent to me and, um, and, uh, and a, and a voice, uh, will, uh, they, wow. uh, they do, uh, it'll, it'll read it out. It'll read it out to me. So, I mean, there, there's a lot of really, um, cool stuff that's out there and, uh, you know, uh, companies like Facebook and Instagram are starting to, um, build in accessibility features into, into their platforms as well. So, um, like they're, um, so, you know, there's, a um, you know, some, some artificial, you know, AI technology that is, uh, um, you know, trying to, you know, when I'm, uh, scrolling through on Instagram or something and a, a picture pops up and, you know, it's, it's still in its rudimentary stages, but it, it might say like, you know, man standing in a, in a field, uh, picture contains tree sky clouds no kidding <laughs> so like, it's, it's it's in its infancy but um but you know they're they're uh you know technology is coming uh, is coming a long way um so yeah it's uh so you know i, I think it's just the uh, the awareness of of that um you know and, and you know technology is is a is a game changer um for for the blind and visually impaired community um and i and i hope it continues to evolve and um you know Honestly, I mean, this, this, uh, you know, working remotely stuff helps, helps out a lot as well, <laughs> because, you know, we're able to, uh, you know, now we don't have to, to also stress about, um, you know, you know, public transportation taking mm-hmm. a couple hours to get to your job, yep. whereas, you know, or, uh, you know, trying to bum a ride off a friend or a family member or something. Mm-hmm. So, you mm-hmm. know, so the, uh, you know, so there's, uh, there's, you know, the, so there have definitely been, uh, positive aspects <laughs> that you just gotta, you gotta find some sometimes. For sure. Have you been able to find employment now that most people are working from home? Like, are you working from home right now? Yeah, I, um, so I actually, uh, I have a, I have a couple of jobs, um, in addition. Um, so as a, uh, so in addition to being, uh, just being an athlete, um, I actually work, um, I've worked remotely actually for the past three years mm. for a, um, for a company called Bubba burger. Um, it's a, a frozen burger that you can uh, get in your uh, local grocery store. Um, they're nationwide in like you know, places like target Walmart. Um, you can get them in the, the freezer section. Um, and then they are also uh, my primary uh, um, they, they provide a lot of uh, support for me um, to go, uh, you know, to race uh, nationally and internationally Mm. Um, as I, as I chase the, uh, as I chase the Paralympics <laughs> coming up later this year. Um, 
and then um, I also uh, I, I do some uh, I do some work for uh, some other organizations um, like the United States Association of Blind Athletes. Um, do some uh, some some program coordinating uh, for them, um, and then I also do um, a lot of um, a lot of um, inspirational or motivational uh, speaking um, to organizations. Um, you know, around, you know, I focus on the topics of, you know, leadership and teamwork um, and how we, you know, can improvise and adapt to overcome the challenges that we, we find in life. So I, I do a lot of uh, speaking, whether that be virtually, um, we're doing a, I'm doing a lot more uh, virtual speaking gigs um, <laughs> these days. Uh, but in the past, you know, I, I would uh, travel um, to, to do those speaking engagements as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tell us more about Bubba Burger. Um, I've never heard of it. I'm curious. Is that is that like a sponsor for you as well? It is. So so Bubba's my Bubba is my primary uh, is my primary sponsor. Oh cool. Um, and I'm also I'm also on the uh, I'm also on their marketing their sales and marketing team. Hey, perfect. Um, so uh, <laughs> so it, it it works out it works out really nicely. Uh, but yeah, no, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a frozen burger, um, that, uh, you just get in the, uh, grocery store, uh, freezer. You can go to Bubba foods, B-U-B-B-A-F-O-O-D-S.com and, uh, type in a, um, uh, we've got a, uh, uh, like a, a, you know, you can punch in your zip code and it'll tell you what grocery stores mm-hmm. in your area, um, carry Bubba. Um, and then you go to, uh, groceries free, you know, the, the freezer section and, uh, and we'll, we'll be there in the, uh, more often than not, we'll be there in the, uh, in the freezer section. And, uh, if we're not, uh, you find someone at the, uh, find someone at the grocery store and ask them why, why we're not in there. So, <laughs> uh, but no, we're, uh, you know, we're, uh, uh, um, a, uh, you, you know, all of our, all of our burgers are, um, we have, oh shoot, we have like 20 varieties of, of burgers now. Um, ranging, ranging from, um, you know, your stand, you know, your standard original, um, USDA choice, Chuck, uh, beef burger to certified Angus beef, um, to several varieties of, uh, uh, veggie burger to, uh, several varieties of, of turkey burger as well. Um, so, I mean, we, we've just, you know, and it, um, I believe, um, we've been the number one, um, frozen burger in terms of, of sales, I want to say since 2003 or 2004. So it's been, it's been quite a, um, it's been quite the, quite the journey for, for the company. And, um, you know, it was, uh, it's a, uh, it's a pretty, it's a, it's a great company in there. They've been extremely supportive of me and I'm very, very grateful and very thankful um, to get to, to get to work for them and to, to get to put their, uh, to, to get to put the bubble logo, uh, on my kit when I, uh, when I stand on, uh, international podiums, which is, which is a lot of fun. Totally. Yeah. That's cool. I noticed you're wearing the Bubba burger shirt. And so I'm sitting here thinking to myself, like, how does he, how does he know he's wearing the Bubba burger shirt? Like, how does he have his clothes arranged and how, like, like, how does Kyle shop for clothes? Like, I know these are probably all like elementary questions, but you know, (laughs) (laughs) forgive my naivety, but, uh, like I've got to ask all the, all the basic stuff that you've probably been asked way too many times. No, uh, I, I, uh, I, you know, I, I tell people all the time, you know, look, the, uh, the only, the only dumb question is the question you don't ask. <laughs> uh, 
And if it and if it is a dumb question, I'll be sure to tell you it's a dumb question. <laughs> right on. Not, not a, not <laughs> I appreciate a, not that. A, not a dumb, not a dumb, not a dumb question at all. So in uh, when I was uh, when I was younger, I used to I used to just say you know give this little quip about like oh my my sisters just treat me like their male Barbie doll. Um, <laughs> but no, that's that's not really true. The uh, the, the truth is usually I. I uh, um, I ask for clothes for, for birthday and Christmas. <laughs> and my, my mom and sisters will, they will pick go them out and, for uh, you. They pick them out for me and they make sure that everything uh, matches. Um, you know, mat, you know, I can mix and match stuff. Um, so like, you know, I wear a lot of, uh, you know, just basic solid colors, like, you know, blues and, you know, khakis and, um, you know, the occasional white button down shirt or something like that. But, um, but, you know, I, but to be quite honest, I'm, uh, I pretty much live in like t-shirts and Lululemon joggers or hiking pants. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, when you don't have to, when you don't have to walk into an office, uh, every day, you can, uh, you can basically just live in your athletic wear. Yep, yep. <laughs> so, um, but no, so I, I usually just grab, grab whatever, whatever's on top of the, uh, the laundry pot, you know, whatever's on top of the clean laundry. For and, sure. uh, throw, and throw that on just, you know, as any, uh, as any self-respecting, as any of us uh, do really, <laughs> Oh, that's on the floor. Yeah. One, that must be clean. <laughs> exactly. It's like, Oh, this one's hanging on the, uh, hanging on the edge of the bed. That's probably just gently worn. <laughs> For sure. You gotta do this, the sniff test, right? You just got to sniff test. It. <laughs> oh, totally. 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 <laughs> that only smells like it's been worn twice. We're good. We're good to go. <laughs> Kyle, tell us a little bit about your uh, your service dog. Yeah, so um, so I actually I do have a uh, I have a I have a guide dog. His name is uh, his name is Sky. He's a, uh, a black lab, um, and um, he is actually my my second um, guide dog. Um, I got my first guide dog um, my summer between my junior and senior year of high school, and then. Um, I got uh, Sky as my second guide dog. I got him uh, just over four years ago, um, mm-hmm. and I get my dogs from uh, from the Seeing Eye, which is uh, based out of Morristown, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And um, only dogs that come from the Seeing Eye um, can be called Seeing Eye dogs um, because it is a uh, it is a registered trademark. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, just like uh, you know your classic Kleenex or or Xerox or you know jacuzzi, you sure. know, all all of that stuff so, you know that if one has to to trademark something at, at some point <laughs> but um i grew but, up in uh, the, but no i grew up in the town ahead. oh i grew up in the town next to morristown new jersey um, oh no way go figure yeah. go figure. but um, I forgot, I forgot about is that. sky is sky um an athlete as well i mean does sky work out with you <laughs> and uh, train Oh no, no. I mean, he, he loves to, uh, you know, he loves to go for, for walks and hikes and stuff, but he's definitely not a, uh, definitely not a runner. Um, the only running he likes to do is, you know, running to chase his tail, uh, <laughs> running to play with the other, uh, the other family dogs or running to, uh, to, you know, bring a ball back to me and, and then chasing after <laughs> chasing after the ball. But, um, but no, so he's, not, he's so a, not, not an athlete. <laughs> not an athlete. Not an athlete. Unless unless you count unless you count tail wagging as an athletic sport, <laughs> then he is probably world champion. So, <laughs> was Sky trained not to be a running dog? Like I have a golden retriever that's one years old, and I'm I'm 
you know, she goes running on the trails with me all the time, but I can hardly train her to do anything else because, you know, now that I'm training her to be a running dog, she's so hyper and, and she wants to go running like all the time. And when I'm, right. whenever I'm trying to train her to do anything else, I have a hard time with it. Was, was I specifically trained not to be a running dog? Well, so, so, um, as a, uh, as a guide dog, his, his job is to, um, when I put his harness on, he knows he's on duty mm-hmm. and his job is to guide me around obstacles in our path so that I don't, you know, run into, uh, you know, run into poles or walls or, you know, trip over curbs or, um, you know, go walking out into, into traffic or, or something like that. Um, so his, his job is to, um, you know, get me smoothly and efficiently around obstacles in our path. Um, so, you know, I have to know where we're going. Um, and I give him, you know, verbal and hand directions to indicate to him where I want to go. And then he picks the safest path, um, Hmm. through everything. So, you know, I, I I tell people like, I I had to know the big picture and then I let sky kind of solve the details. Hmm. Um, so he's just, he's the detail man. Um, they, you know, there are some organizations that are experimenting with running guide dogs. Um, they have had, uh, I have known a couple of people that have had success with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, for me, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm perfectly happy, um, you know, not having a, uh, a running guide dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's, it's stress, you know, I think it's stressful enough on, um, on sky or, or any other, any other guide dog to, uh, uh, you know, to, to get us, you know, s- safely where we need to go without, um, running at a, you know, a eight minute mile or, or whatever mm-hmm. you know, they can, they can run. So mm-hmm. one more naive question. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you know, I was just thinking about it earlier today, um, like an hour before we started this podcast, when I sent you the, the zoom info, yep. I thought maybe I should have sent it to him yesterday. Like, I, I, so when you got that email, does your computer just read that to you then? Yep. So I was actually, uh, funnily enough, I was actually uh, finishing up a, uh, uh, just an easy spin on my bike trainer. Um, and, uh, just got a, got an email alert on my phone. And, uh, you know, when I, when I got off the, the bike trainer, um, just opened up my email on my phone and it was, it was that, uh, you know, email from big things crewing, mm-hmm. um, inviting you to a, 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 a zoom conference. And I was like, Oh, that's, uh, coming there up in, uh, just a, just a little bit. So, uh, cool. you know, and then, uh, you know, came into the, came into, came into the office, um, came into the home office and, uh, you know, just put my, uh, you know, set my phone up on a, you know, in its little, uh, in its little stand and, you know, tap to the, tap the link, um, using, um, you know, just on my, on my phone. Um, so I've, I've got voiceover, um, activated on my, uh, on my, uh, my iPhone and I uh, just tap on the link and, uh, join the zoom meeting and, uh, waited for you to let me in and get rolling. Good to go. Yeah. So the smartphone's really been a game changer for you. It sounds like. It has, it has like, um, I didn't actually get a smartphone until 2014. Um, you know, but, uh, but, uh, you know, but one of the really cool things about, um, the first iPhone was that, um, voiceover came on the first iPhone. It just wasn't, 
like people just weren't sure of its full capabilities. And, and actually it was, uh, I think Apple partnered with Stevie Wonder to, uh, oh. to really promote the, uh, the accessibility uh, features of um, the iPhone. Um, and I actually, uh, um, I, I think I got my, my iPhone, you know, so I, I was using like a, just a flip phone, uh, like a Motorola flip phone until 2014. Mm. Uh, and I, I was literally just memorizing everybody's phone number. Whoa. Uh, and, <laughs> and uh, you know, I was like dialing, you know, just I was old school, old school dialing. And so, you know, so uh, the, uh, the smartphone opened up a, a whole new world for me. I could, uh, I could actually plug in contacts. I could text people. I could you know, get my email on my phone. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, you know, I could, you know, check my, you know, check my Facebook, my Twitter and <laughs> all that, all that crazy stuff. And then, uh, you know, could jump into the, the Instagram game when that got going and, wow. you know, and, and everything. So yeah, it was, it was a big, it was a big game changer um, for me. And I, you know, just, I, you know, I just self-taught myself and um, you know, how to, how to use it. And then, uh, you know, ran into, ran into other people that are, you know, blind and visually impaired that were iPhone users. And, um, and then, you know, the, the wonders of, of YouTube and Google, you can just, you know, search it, you know, you could search anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, look, you know, I was just looking up stuff on, you know, how to use an iPhone as a blind person mm. um, and all that. So, yeah, no, it's, uh, it, it's, um, you know, like I said, technology is a, is a beautiful thing and I, I absolutely love it. Um, you know, I, I, uh, I jumped, I was one of the early adopters of, uh, of the Amazon echo <laughs> um, rage. And so, you know, and then I got my, and I got my whole family hooked on it. So, you know, I don't know, we've got like four or five echoes spread throughout the, throughout the house <laughs> and stuff now. So, you know, haven't, haven't been able to convince everyone to, uh, to, you know, to, you know, basically turn, turn uh, the home into a smart home just yet, but uh, you know, <laughs> slowly, but surely. <laughs> So you're training for the Olympics, the Paralympics. Um, yes. What is there? Is there like a trial or a tryout for that? Or are you already qualified or how does that work? So I'm not, um, I'm not currently qualified. Um, so we have uh, our primary qualification event is, uh, as, is actually coming up in mid-March oh. um, down in Sarasota, Florida. Um, okay. It's our... Uh, Continental Championships. Um, it's the the Pan American Championships. So everyone from North and South and Central America um, that are paratriathletes will converge in, in Sarasota, and we will uh, and we'll race. Um, so in uh, so in my sport class, um, I race only against people that are blind or visually impaired, um, and um, the the qualification system is a is a little you know, there, there's some, you know, you have to accrue a certain number of points. Um, and then you have to earn, you have to earn country slots. Um, so we're actually, so right now the United States has only earned one country slot for uh, blind and visually impaired men. Um, but um, once a couple more of us get uh, a few extra, um, just a couple extra, a couple more races, we'll earn a second, a second spot in, in each country. Um, you can have a maximum of, of two spots. Um, and there are, there are only 10 slots that they, they hand out, mm-hmm. um, for each sport class. So like there's only, there will only be, um, 10, uh, male visually impaired 
triathletes uh, on the start line in Tokyo. Um, and each country is, is allotted uh, a maximum of two slots and you have to earn those slots. And then um, your national governing body. So for us, USA Triathlon will select um, the, the best athletes um, that they feel have the best opportunities to medal in, uh, at, the, at the games. And, um, and they, they do that based on um, certain races. So they're going to uh, very heavily weight our, uh, the, the Pan American Championships. So uh, basically the, the people that finish one, two, um, you know, have the, have the inside track to uh, go to the, the Paralympics. Um, but to really cement it and to make sure that I, you know, that I absolutely am the one going, um, you know, it, it's, it's always best to, uh, to take the top step on the podium. So it's always what we're, uh, always what we're shooting for. It sounds That's, like, that, uh, like a little more than eight weeks away, maybe nine weeks away. Like how, what is your training looking like these days? And, um, I know you're home, um, for the holidays and I, I we did a little run, but it was nowhere near, um, Olympic standards in, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Um, so, so, so for, for paratriathlon, we, we specifically train, um, and compete at sprint triathlon. So 750 meter swim, 20 K bike, 5 K run. Um, and so I, I've just been doing like, this is kind of my base training, um, you know, time of year. And, um, I, you know, just, uh, you know, around the holidays and stuff, I just kind of, you know, just long, you know, long endurance stuff. Um, you know, maybe some technique stuff if, if, when I'm able to get into the, into the water, but, um, I'm actually heading back to the, uh, Olympic, you know, Olympic and Paralympic training center down in Colorado Springs, um, uh, in a couple of days. Um, so to, uh, to get back into the, the fold there and then we'll, uh, we'll start training, uh, in earnest, um, starting next week, we'll have a, a couple of weeks of, uh, of build up, and then we'll, uh, we'll get down to the, the nitty gritty, but, um, you really only need about, you know, probably, you know, we, we've discovered that I, I need about six to eight weeks of just dialed focused, um, training, um, to get really ready for, um, for, for a, a sprint triathlon, um, you know, just, you know, with my, my background, um, you know, having, having been in triathlon now for five, almost six years, um, shoot, I guess it has been six years now. Wow. Um, <laughs> getting old, <laughs> um, um, you know, so like, I just, I, I need, um, just need to get to, uh, get to a place where I can, you know, get on the treadmill, get to, uh, get the leg speed back, um, my coach has been uh, giving me a lot of um, a lot of workouts that work on my my higher end power uh, on the bike. Um, so the bike will be a nice uh, be able to to jump right into race specific um, bike work uh, when I get back to Colorado Springs. Um, and then it's just been about you know just staying in touch with the staying in touch with the run a little bit, and then uh, you know just working on on technique, form, and um, and strength and uh, and stuff like that. And then, uh, you know, when I get back to the, the springs, we'll, we'll dial in the, dial in the swim, um, you know, do some, uh, some VO2 max stuff for the run and, uh, be ready to roll. Um, we'll probably, uh, train pretty hard up until about a week before the actual race. Um, 
and then we'll uh, we'll do a, a little bit of a, a little bit of a taper heading into heading into the race. But uh, but yeah, it'll be a you know goal will be to uh, you know to to win in uh, to win in Sarasota. It'll probably take like uh, probably have to swim 750 meters in about 11 minutes and you know just over 11 minutes. Uh, probably have to bike the 20k in around 25 26 minutes and then run a about a nine, 18 to 19 minute 5k um coming off the bike so wow. um can i do it uh, absolutely um you know my my coach has uh coach has a lot of faith in 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 my abilities and you know we're uh, we're looking forward to uh, uh to seeing what we can uh, to see what we can do is your guide or guides training for this as well um, because it seems like you have to have a guide that's, that's really fast, really fit. And if they screw something up, that could blow your whole day. How, do, how does that work? For sure. So, um, in, um, unless, you know, there's a, an absolute emergency, uh, in race, you have to have, uh, one guide throughout the entire race. Um, so yes, my guide, um, I have a, I have a network of guides. Um, and I, I specifically have, have two guides that, um, that are, that, you know, I have one primary race guide and then I have a, a backup, um, race guide and, the, and they're both, um, very elite level <laughs> triathletes. Um, mm. one of them, uh, actually has been competing as a pro for, um, almost 20 years. Mm. Um, the other probably could be a, could be a pro if he wanted to, um, he just happens to be just ridiculously fast and just a, a really amazing, uh, and just a really amazing triathlete and, and athlete in general. Um, so both of them are, are, are training, um, um, as if, uh, you know, that they, they, they do a lot of their own, you know, training. And then, um, when we are able to get together to train, we, uh, we work on, uh, our communication. Um, we work on how we, uh, communicate. Uh, on the bike, how we communicate on the run, um, you know, how much, you know, how much info does, uh, does my guide need to give me when we're running at a, you know, sub six minute pace, um, how much, you know, information can they get away with not giving me <laughs> when we're mm. running at that pace. So, um, so basically, you know, my, my rule of thumb is, um, you know, the, the paces that we're, we're swimming, biking and running, um, for a sprint triathlon, um, in general, those are the paces that my guide can hold for a, a half Ironman. Um, so you're looking at a very, uh, very um, narrow, uh, very small pool of, of athletes <laughs> that are able to do it. But, but it's, uh, but it's, but it's really, it's really cool and, and really uh, fascinating because um, you know, tri- you know, the, the sport of blind and visually impaired triathlon is is truly a is truly a team sport, um, you know, because in order, you know, it's, it's not about, you know, you know, go out and find the, the fastest, you know, guide that can, you know, swim, bike and run really, really fast. It's, it's go out and find, uh, the right guide that can swim, bike and run, um, fast. Yes. But communicate effectively and clearly to me while we're doing all of those activities, um, you know, someone that can, that can push and motivate me and, and help raise my game, uh, to the next level. Um, and you know, it's, it's really one of those, it's one of those sports where, 
Um, if one of you messes up, I mean, you, you fail each other. Mm. Um, so it's uh, like you succeed together. You, uh, you, you fail together. I mean, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a true team sport. Um, you know, I had, uh, I had one race where, you know, my guide, um, you know, he, uh, you know, he didn't see a, he didn't see a buoy and, um, you know, he, he, we were swimming and, uh, you know, our, my, our swim tether. Um, so I have a, a swim tether that's basically a bungee cord that wraps around my upper left thigh and my guide's upper right thigh. Um, and we were swimming and the, the swim tether, um, the buoy came up right between us and, you know, we got tangled on the, oh, on the no. buoy and, um, lost the podium because of, uh, because of that, mm. um, you know, and then, uh, in that same race, um, you know, I was, I was running really, really well at the time. My, uh, you know, my guide at the time was coming off of a, was coming off of an injury and, and he just, he had a, he had a tough time uh, keeping, you know, he had a tough time keeping up. So that, that, you know, that was a, the struggle, that was a struggle as well. Um, and that was a, that was a learning, that was a learning experience for, for both of us. You know, he, he, you know, acknowledged that he was like, look, maybe I, I can't, you know, guide at these speeds anymore. Um, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know, maybe I, you know, maybe I, uh, you know, maybe it's time to, to move on and, and find, uh, you know, find someone that, you know, I can have, uh, a, a really, really solid relationship with and, um, and can go really fast with as well. Um, so yeah, no, it's, so it, it is a, it is a, you know, it's a team sport. Um, and it, it's, it's something that is just, it's, you know, so much fun to, you know, you're, you, you have some of the, the highest of highs and some of the, the lowest of lows, you know, my, uh, my primary race guide for the last couple of years has been, uh, um, uh, it's my, my buddy, uh, Zach Goodman. He's, uh, he's actually a, uh, you know, he's, he's the guy that I mentioned that he could be a, uh, he could be a professional triathlete if he really wanted to, but, uh, he's being smart and, uh, you know, he's actually, uh, he's in the, the final months of his, uh, his PhD, um, getting his PhD and he's, uh, he's being recruited pretty heavily by some, uh, some, some pretty Im- impressive technology firms. He's a, a data scientist. So I'm like, yeah, you do the smart thing and go like, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you go make the big money and then you just have, you have fun being, uh, just re- a really fast um, non, non-professional triathlete, but, uh, he's, he's plenty fast. He's plenty fast and just, just a super great, um, guy. And he and I have, you know, we have, you know, come out of the water, you know, we've, we've come out of the water, you know, in second or third place, you know, taking the lead on the bike. And, you know, we've been, we've been caught, you know, with only like a couple hundred meters to go in the run and stuff like that. So we've had, you know, those, those crazy heartbreaks, um, and then we've, like, we've been able to, you know, to run our way back from like, you know, fifth or sixth place, um, you know, coming off the bike to, to up onto the, up onto the podium. So you, you know, you have those extreme highs as well. And, and it, and it takes, um, you know, it takes work and encouragement from, from each of us to, um, you know, to, to, to lift each other and to, to find the, the best out of each of us. So it's, uh, like I said, it's a, it's a team sport and it's, it's a blast. I love it. It sounds like a lot of pressure for that guide. <laughs> <laughs> you, you could, you could say that you could, you could definitely say that. Um, hey, Kyle, um, go ahead, Brian. Hey, Kyle. Um, I think Adam has done Ironmans um, in the past. I, be- I, can't, I believe so. If I can't, if I'm mistaken, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Yeah. I did one Ironman and a couple half Ironmans back in the day. And I've done nice. a couple Ironman myself. I, I got my start back in the sport as an adult um, in triathlon and, um, in sprint distance uh, triathlon and then moved up to Ironman and then moved on to long distance running. 
Um, but I remember you did it the right way. <laughs> but I remember, but I remember my struggles as a triathlete because it's it's been a decade since I've done a triathlon. But I remember my struggles, and I was, I was, I was better at one sport than another. And I, I unlike you, I was self coached. So, um, so the discipline to work on that um, that weaker sport um, never came through because because <laughs> it was just me on me. Um, but so. So could you tell us about um, your um, strengths and weaknesses in the three sports and the three disciplines? Sure. So, um, I mean, you know, I, th I think I mentioned earlier that, like, I mean, I grew up in Florida. So, like I said, I knew how not to drown, um, but I had never, like, been given formal swimming lessons or, or anything like that. So swimming was definitely a, a major weakness of mine coming into, um, coming into the sport. Um, and I had grown up doing a lot of a lot of cycling, but, you know, not really a ton of, you know, high intensity riding or, or anything like that. And then, you know, the only running I had, I had ever done was, you know, just running around with my, running around with my friends. Um, I would definitely say that, you know, if I had a, if I had a, if I had to pick one of the three as, as my biggest strength, I would say that I have to do um, the least amount of work on, uh, on my cycling and um, the most amount of work on my on my swimming. Um, so swimming is just such a such a technical um, sport where it's like the harder you try, um, the slower you go. <laughs> so it's you know I, I compare swimming a lot to to golf, where it's like you know you know you you, you try to you know swing your golf club as hard as you can, you know, you're going to miss a lot more often than not. So it's it's a it's a very technical. Uh, feel oriented sport. So, um, so, you know, my, you know, for the past couple of years, my coach has really, really been working on just, you know, honing in my, you know, honing in on my, my swim technique and then, um, and then running. Um, I, you know, just, it's, it's one of those things where, um, you know, I've just been progressing um, slowly, but steadily, um, you know, working on, you know, run form and um, getting into the gym to, uh, to build strength and stability and uh, and stuff like that so i actually uh, i used to have a t-shirt that you know and it, I, I got it because it, it was so um it was so applicable to me um and it was says triathlon why suck at one sport when you can suck at three <laughs> <laughs> um, so i mean and that and that's really you know uh, you know you know because you know because i get i get that question a lot that you know it's like you know what is your what is your favorite sport? What is your least favorite sport? What is, you know, what's your strongest, what's your weakest? And, it's, and like, I'm, I guess I'm just one of the, um, I'm one of those people where I'm not, I'm not really that great at any one sport. Like, um, you know, I, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm a average to below average swimmer. Like, you know, you're one of your, you know, your slowest person on a, a high school swim team um, can backstroke, you know, in a warm up faster than I can freestyle in a race in a wetsuit. <laughs> um, you know, your, you know, your, your junior, um, you know, 16 year old, you know, mountain biker has a, has a, how has a higher, uh, lactate threshold or power, uh, threshold on, on the bike than I do. Um, and then your, uh, you know, your average, you know, high school cross country runner, um, you know, that, that makes it to, uh, you know, that, that makes it to, uh, a, a state championship or something like that, you know, can probably run backwards 
with their eyes closed faster than I can run forward at, at, in a race. So, you know, but, but when it comes, but, you know, but when it comes to triathlon, it's, it's not about um, how fast can you swim, bike or run? It's how fast can you swim, bike, run? Um, and, you know, and for some reason, I, I just, I love that puzzle of trying to figure out, okay, maybe I'm not the, the fastest swimmer, but how fast can I, can I get, um, how fast and efficient can I get um, to where I'm, I'm coming out of the water in a, in a good position and then, you know, get on the bike, um, you know, that, you know, where it is, you know, I would say the bike is probably my, my strongest of the three, as I said, and, you know, can I get to as close to the, the front of the race as I, as I possibly can uh, on the bike? And then um, it's a matter of um, developing that, that closing, um, that closing leg on the, on the run. Um, and it's like, you know, I don't have to run the fastest 5k. I just have to run, um, as fast as 5k as, as I can possibly do so that I finish <laughs> with as many people behind me, um, mm -hmm. as I possibly can, you know, cause on the, you know, when you're racing for, you know, for, for podium spots and for a chance to go to the, to the Paralympics, I mean, you know, the, the, the name of the game is, you know, you know, I, while, you know, while I love the, uh, I love the the journey and I love the the process of training and, and the race experience and all that. And at the end of the day, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm judged from, uh, from, you know, by USA triathlon, by the, by the number of, by the number of medals I, I bring home at the end of the day. So it's, uh, mm -hmm. you know, so you, you're always, uh, you know, you're gotta, gotta remain on that razor's edge when you, uh, when you can and, and learn to put those, uh, put those disciplines together. Sure. I'm just picturing like when I was learning how to swim and I was like watching YouTube videos and sort same thing as Brian sort of self-taught and trying to teach myself. And, you know, there's, there's intricacies with, you know, how your hands are going into the water. And, you know, I was watching someone else do it the correct way. And then I was trying to bring it to the pool. How, yep. how do you teach yourself or how does a coach teach you? Are they physically like taking your hand and saying it has to be more of this way or, or what does that look like? Yep. So, um, so that's a lot of what we, what we've done in the past. Um, um, like we'll do, uh, well, you know, we'll do some dry land stuff where, you know, I'm either like laying face down on a bench mm. and uh, my coach will put my arm in the correct position okay. or, um, you know, we'll have a, you know, some stretch cords with some paddles um, attached to the stretch cords. Um, and I'll, you know, be bent over at the, at the waist and my coach is showing me, um, you know, how, you know, not to, how not to have a, have a hand or, or an elbow or a, you know, shoulder or something, and then show me the correct way to do it. Um, and then, uh, we've also, uh, we've also done stuff where, um, I had a, I had a, you know, one of my, one of my swim coaches in the past, um, um, actually, uh, went to a, went to an art, went to an art store and bought a, uh, an art model. Um, so one of these little, mm -hmm. um, you know, wooden figurine dudes mm -hmm. that you can, you know, twist and, and position in, in different ways. And he, uh, he put them into the most ideal swimming position. And he was like, this is where we want to get you. Mm -hmm. um, and then he would, and then he would manipulate the, the arms and the, the head and the torso and stuff. And he said, and this is where you are. <laughs> so he's like, we want to take you from here to here. 
Okay. Um, and, and so that, that gave me a good visual. Um, and then I've also, um, in the past, we've experimented with, um, um, with like an underwater headset, um, where mm-hmm. like my, you know, my coach can, uh, can have a, a microphone and uh, I'm wearing like a, a, a Bluetooth, uh, uh, underwater headset and he can uh, talk to me directly, cool. um, and give me, uh, and give me cues, um, we haven't, you know, <laughs> those things are expensive. So we, uh, we only got to like play with those for a couple of days before we had to <laughs> give them, give them back to their owner. But, <laughs> sure. um, but you know, we've, we've done stuff like that as well, but, um, but a lot of it is, uh, you know, you know, I, you know, I, I myself also just, uh, you know, I, I've, you know, watched a lot of YouTube videos um, and listened to explanations from swim coaches um, and, you know, and I just do my best to, to visualize and, uh, and picture, um, how it's supposed to be. And, you know, I, I have certain, you know, mantras, like when I'm swimming, you know, to, you know, to remind myself, you know, to, to focus on certain things, like, you know, as long as my, you know, fingertips are pointing down toward the, the bottom of the pool or the lake or the river or the ocean or whatever, wherever, whatever body of water I'm swimming in. Um, and then as long as my, you know, my, my hand my fingertips are lower than my wrist. My wrist is lower than my elbow. Um, you know, try to get that, you know, 90 to 120 degree bend in the elbow, you know, keep that elbow high, pull, you know, pull straight back. Um, remember that, you know, 80% of your force is generated at the top end of the stroke. Um, you know, you know, so there, there's, you know, so, I mean, like I said before, there's so many nuances to, um, to swimming. Um, so, I mean, it's taken, it, it's taken a long, it, it's taken a very, very long time <laughs> to, uh, to get to where I am, to where I am now. Um, and, you know, just like, I mean, just, I mean, one of the, the most basic things, you know, one of the first things that, uh, my buddy Mike taught me to do when he was, you know, getting in, you know, when he was getting in the pool and teaching me how to swim was just, he was like, dude, you just need to learn to float. And that's a, that's a starting point. <laughs> so, you know, you just start at the beginning and then you just, mm-hmm. you follow the, you, you follow the trajectory and you, you, you put in the time and the, you know, the focused effort, um, you know, everyone's got a starting point and some of us have a, you know, some of us are a lot slower than others, but uh, you know, you work, you work at it and you work at it and you, you dedicate the time and, and the effort to it. And you'll, you know, you'll, you know, you'll, you'll find <laughs> where you can, uh, where you can go. For sure. Yeah. I'm also curious, like, what are the main, what's the main communication between you and your guide? Um, like, what, what does he tell you the most? Or what, what's the, what, what's the talk like back and forth? Um, so like when we're, when we're racing, um, you know, it's, it's primarily um, direction based. So like, I mean, obviously in the swim, we can't communicate verbally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so my, what my guide does is he communicates. Um, so we'll, we'll look at the, we usually get a, a chance to preview the, the swim course a couple days beforehand. So mm-hmm. we'll go out and we'll swim the course two or three times and, um, and he'll draw a, like a, a map of the, the course on, on the palm of my hand to kind of let me know like, okay, we're going to swim 200 meters and then, you know, take a right-hand turn. Uh, mm-hmm. swim another 50 meters, take a left-hand turn um, or, or something like that. Okay. Um, and then when we're actually swimming in the race, he'll, um, he'll double tap my left shoulder for a left turn and double tap my right shoulder 
uh, for a right hand turn um, so that uh, so that I know <laughs> when to when to turn and uh, how sharply to turn and, and stuff like that. Um, and then on the bike, um, um, it's a lot of, uh, you know, reading off uh, split time. So a lot of our, our uh, bike courses are lapped uh, courses. Um, so we'll do like, you know, three or four laps of the, of the same route. Um, so he'll, uh, you know, he'll yell at me to, you know, he either needs more power, uh, from me or to, uh, you know, smooth out my pedal stroke, um, or, uh, to, you know, to bring the, you know, to try and bring the cadence up. Um, so the, the bike is actually probably where we, uh, um, you know, communicate, um, the, the second most, um, and then the, the run is, um, you know, the run, he's giving me constant directions. My, my guide is constantly giving me directions, you know, left turn, right turn, step up, step down, um, you know, step towards me, uh, coming up to an aid station. You need a, you need a splash of water, uh, nod your head for yes, or shake your head for no, um, <laughs> you know, stuff, you know, stuff like that. Um, and then he'll also, um, like if we're, if we're coming up on a, on a competitor and we're about to pass them, he'll, uh, he'll tell me, you know, he, he'll, uh, he'll give me gap times to, uh, you know, the, the people up ahead of me or the, the people, um, that are, you know, chasing from, from behind, he'll be like, all right, you got, you know, we're five seconds down from, uh, you know, five seconds down from Antoine or, um, you know, Aaron's 20 seconds back, um, or, or, or something like that. Um, uh, so the, the run is where we, you know, he's constantly um, communicating, and if and if he can get in a, a motivational word, edgewise, um, or uh, or remind me uh, about my you know my run form or my technique, like um, like you know keep your chin down, hands high, uh, relax your shoulders, um, you know try to get a little bit more lean, um, you know kick out behind you, uh, you know stuff like that. So I mean, there, there's constant. There's constant coaching going on as well to try and maximize uh, how fast I can go. Uh, and then as far as like, you know, when we're, when we're doing a sprint triathlon, I mean, I'm just going flat out as hard as I can. So uh, about the only things I can do are like nod, <laughs> shake my head, maybe yeah. um, give a little or, grunt, uh, maybe give a grunt or a, or a drop an F-bomb or, uh, or two, <laughs> right? <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe scream if I'm really hurting, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but no, there's, there's not a whole lot of, not a whole lot, you know, it's a lot of one way, one way talk <laughs> going of from course, him to me. Of course we had an easy training run the other day, Kyle, but I, um, I had none of those cues at him just to give you a heads up. I, <laughs> we, were, we were chit-chatting about nothing and everything, uh, but, but yeah, every now and then I'm no, like, well, there's some ice, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, 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 I mean, Brian did a, Brian did a great job on our little, on our little run, and, and that was, you know, that's just a, an easy training run, you know, just kind of get out, log, uh, log some, log some miles, log some hours, and, uh, you know, just, you know, stay in touch and stay in touch with the, the run form and, um, and, and we, and we chose a nice, a nice flat, easy, uh, no obstacle laden, <laughs> uh, um, uh, route to, uh, to run. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, um, you know, I've, I've done, I've done you know, a bit of trail running and stuff in, in the past and, you know, that's, that's exhausting for, uh, <laughs> for my guide. So I usually will have, uh, 
a couple of guides for uh for anything uh i've actually only done one official uh trail race and that was uh the the power of two uh here mm. in the the roaring fork valley and you know my sister my my sister actually guided me for that and mm. and uh you know it was a just you know just a 25 you know 25k with uh uh, Brian, what's the power of two? Like 3,500 feet of gain or yeah, something like that? It's a lot. It's, um, the, it's two of the four yeah, Aspen Mountains. So it's quite a bit okay. of gain. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, but, you know, she was like, oh, man, that was the, uh, you know, it took us like, you know, just, a, just under four hours to, to do. And, uh, and she was like, man, I feel like I just ran a marathon, not a 25K. <laughs> so, I mean, so, so, you know, trail running and guiding is, uh, is a lot more exhausting because there's a lot more, you know, a lot more obstacles, a lot totally. more uh, communicating that the guide has to do back to the, back to the, the, the blind athlete and stuff like that. So, you know, eventually when I, when I start to dabble in like the ultras and, and stuff like that, cause you know, it's just a matter of time. Um, I will actually, uh, you know, there's not really a whole lot of rules when it comes to blind ultra running. So um, so that the few blind ultra runners that I know, they, uh, they usually always use at least three or four guides for, mm-hmm. uh, for trail runs and, and races and stuff like that. So it's, cool. uh, but yeah, no, it's, uh, it's quite the, quite the adventure. <laughs> Did you have a lot more accidents while running on the trail, like wipeouts, tripping over rocks, stuff like that? Oh, all the time. Um, all but time. <laughs> you know, if you're not falling in trip. But if, but if you're not falling in trail running, are you really trail running? Oh, totally. I mean, I'm falling all the time. I can only imagine. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. No, I, uh, we were, uh, one of my guides and I, we were, uh, we were training for, uh, um, the Boston marathon and, um, um, and we, uh, we did a little run, um, up here on, uh, on one of our local, uh, one of our local mountains, Basalt Mountain, and we, you know, we ran up the road, and then we we're like, oh, let's go explore this uh, single track trail over here off to the left, and like, we're, I mean, we're just like running down it, and you know, hit some slick patches of dirt, and I like, you know, my feet like skidded out from under me, and I like went headfirst down the trail, and my guide was running in front of me, so I took him out at the knees, and he like <laughs> fell backwards on top of me, and like I'm like sliding down the trail. Uh, I mean, like we got all. I mean, there's there's stuff like that happens like that all the all the time, and it's just like you you just get up and you know dust yourself off and just you know keep on plugging away. <laughs> all part of the fun. <laughs> that, that's absolutely right there. Absolutely. <laughs> When you started this journey into triathlon, um, did you make a lot of mistakes? I mean, I'm guessing you were just kind of sort of teaching yourself as, as you went along, like, what did that look like in the beginning compared to now? Oh my gosh. Um, so like, (laughs) I mean, it's night and day difference. Um, so like Mike and, you know, Mike was the, the guy that got me into triathlon and, you know, and and we, you know, we Googled and, and YouTube and there wasn't a whole lot of stuff out there on, on blind triathlon. Um, there were some, some, you know, there, I mean, it, it was, it had been done before. Um, you know, a lot of people had, uh, you know, a lot of blind people have done Ironmans and, um, and triathlons and, and stuff, but, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of great explanation or best practices or, or anything like that. Um, so we just kind of made it up as we went along. Um, you know, we, uh, you know, we originally, um, probably the biggest, the, the two biggest evolutions were in our, in, in the, the way we swam open water and then the way we ran. 
Um, so like, you know, we, you know, when we initially started running together, you know, we were like holding on to like a, a piece of string. Um, and, you know, we didn't, neither of us liked that. So then we, like, we were like, well, what if we like rubber band our wrists together? Well, that, that was a disaster. <laughs> um, and then we, we eventually moved to wearing a, this, this tether that wraps around each of our waists. And then there's about a, um, you know, an 18 inch strip of, uh, of a webbing or cord that uh, runs between us. Um, so it gives us both just enough room, you know, to, to get, you know, arm swing, um, as well as, uh, you know, the, the, the running guide can give a little tug, um, you know, to, to have me, you know, step toward him or, uh, you know, can kind of bump me with his, his shoulder to, to make me move over, uh, to the left or something like that. Um, and then the, uh, but the, the swim was really, um, you know, night and day different from when we, you know, first swam, first tried swimming open water to, uh, to now what, to now what I do, uh, in open water swimming. Um, so like, you know, you know, cause, uh, you know, I have to use a, I have to use a swim tether cause, you know, you can't just point me, uh, I mean, you could just point me in one direction and, and have me swim, but I, I would probably wind up swimming in circles or, uh, I'd be shark baiter or gator baiter right. or something like that. <laughs> um, so like we, we, I mean, we were trying to figure out all kinds of things. So we tried, uh, we tried to waste tether like we did in running. Um, but we found our hands got all tangled up in the, in, in the, in the, in the, in the tether that was around our waist. Um, we tried doing a, an ankle tether, um but then i was like you know but then we were getting jerked around by each other's ankles um and then like we we tried doing uh we tried tethering we tried doing like this long cord tether at the at the wrist and we like we tried like almost synchronized swimming together um <laughs> and I, I think we made it about like 10 meters uh, and nearly drowned each other <laughs> uh, with that. And then we, we eventually figured out like, oh, wait, like the, the upper thigh is like, it's just out of the way of, you know, that's, you know, we, you know, your hand exits at the hip. So it's like, well, the, the upper thigh is right below the hip. And if we have a nice tight bungee cord that wraps around there, um, you know, the bungee cord get, is enough, uh, is enough tension and enough slack that, you know, we're not going to be you, you can give a little bit of direction by a, like a tug or something. So it, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, so it's just, uh, it, it was a lot of experimentation and, you know, trial and error and, uh, you know, just making, you know, really just making it up as, uh, as we went along. And, uh, and eventually now that, uh, you know, now we're, <laughs> you know, I'm at the point where it's like, all right, these are my systems that work. And um, I love, you know, it's, uh, you know, these, these are the systems that work for me and I can teach them to, uh, you know, to any, any new guide that comes into, into the rotation and, um, you know, they, uh, they pick it up pretty quick. Surprisingly, Adam, um, Kyle and I ran and I, I was a little nervous about it. Um, and it was icy on a bike path here in the Valley. Yeah. And, um, and so I was a little nervous about it, but the bike path seemed to be the, our safe bet, at least for my first go at it. And, um, and quickly, I forgot about it. We just started chatting about the holidays and what he was up to, what I was up to, and uh, bumping shoulders and um, you know, push just just gently uh, shoving him where I needed him to go, or kind of give him the cue that in 10, <laughs> ten feet there was a patch of ice coming up. Um, it, it actually became pretty natural. I, um, I was surprised myself, okay. quite honestly. Cool. 
Yeah, all all it is is all you know. All it is is uh, you know, you're just out. You know, I, I just tell people, look, we're just out for a, we're just out for a run, just like you would you know run with with any of your other buddies. But mm-hmm. you know, just imagine you're you're uh, you're just you're the point man. You gotta let the you know let people know what's what's coming up. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. that's all it is. So cool. it's uh, you know, you just uh, and uh, you know, and and it, you know, and as uh, you know, and, and the more I run with, uh, you know, with, with someone, the, you know, the better, the better we get at communicating, the better we get at reading, um, each other's, um, you know, body positions and, and, and stuff like that. We get used to each other's, you know, stride lengths and run cadences and arm swing. And, and eventually you fall into, uh, just this natural rhythm. Um, and, you know, I mean, you know, Brian and I, we, you know, we, we locked in pretty, pretty quick. Um, but, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, imagine if, you know, we, you know, if we, you know, did that, you know, twice a week for, you know, six months, I mean, you know, you know, by the end of month six, it's, you know, it's, it's a whole lot, you know, it's a whole lot different. We're running at that, you know, same conversational pace, you know, we're running at that same conversation level, but at a, you know, a 655 mile instead of a, an 830, an 845 miler or whatever we were doing that day. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's a it's a process and then six months there'll be no age so that'd even be better (laughs) oh that that too yeah (laughs) well we also we also decided we also decided to go for a run on like the the like the coldest day of the year uh it was like i think it was like eight degrees when we started and i think the high that day was like 15 or something like that so it was it was a bit chilly (laughs) Yeah, I imagine when you run with the same guide for months and months at a time, after a while, it almost becomes like you just know each other so well. There's almost like a telekinesis going on. Like, you know, each other's thoughts, you know, exactly what each other normally does. It probably just becomes like almost routine. It, it does. And, um, and that, and that's, uh, something that my, uh, you know, my, my, my buddy Zach and I, who's, uh, who's been guiding me for, for racing for the last couple of years. I mean, we, we've gotten to, um, something that, that comes pretty close to that where, you know, I mean, he, he knows my, uh, my rhythms and my cadences and all that. And, you know, I know what, you know, what kind of stuff, you know, what kind of directions that, that he gives, um, what kind of cues he gives for, you know, when we're coming up to obstacles or, or something like that. Um, and then like, I do a lot of running with my, with my coach as well. And, uh, and he has a slightly, you know, he has a slightly different way of, uh, of guiding, um, than, than Zach does. Um, but, you know, running with, with him a whole lot and, and running with, with various people, um, helps me to adapt, um, quickly hmm. to, uh, to, to various guides mm-hmm. and styles of running as well. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, man. Sounds like you've got it dialed. I like it. <laughs> uh, you know, I just, I just, uh, I, I just, you know, I, I do a good job faking it. <laughs> <laughs> that works. Kyle. What- I, I just haven't gotten caught. I just haven't gotten caught yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, what would you say to someone, um, you know, blind or not, that's uh, thinking about getting into endurance sports? Um, what would your advice be to them? Um, I, you know, my, my advice would, would be, don't, don't be afraid of it. Um, the only way you're, uh, you know, if you're, if you're thinking about it, then you gotta just 
commit to doing it. And, you know, it starts with just, it starts with one step and committing to, you know, committing to it, whether, whether you want to get into swimming, cycling, running, trail running, um, hiking as an endurance sport, um, or just, or just walking, just, just get out and do it. Um, because you'll be, you'll just be so glad and so thankful, um, that, that you did, Mm -hmm. um, you know, just, it doesn't matter, you know, you know, it, it doesn't matter that if you're, you know, whether you, you know, power hike at a, you know, 33 minute mile or you're, or you're a four minute miler, you're still, you're, you're out there, you're doing it and you're going to fall in love with, you know, this, this, this crazy, you know, this crazy world of, of endurance sport. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. hundred percent. And ultras are next for you. It sounds like, huh? It sounds like <laughs> you're already point, looking at, at them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, no, we, 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 we've been, we've been eyeing a few, uh, we've been eyeing a few over the, over the years. I got to get through, uh, um, my, my coach made me promise. I, I at least had to, to commit to, to sprint triathlon through, uh, 2024. Uh-huh. Um, but after that, you know, we, uh, we might dip the toe back into, back into the Ironman scene. I've, you know, I've, uh, you know, my fastest Ironman is, uh, is just under 11 hours. So would like to like to lower that time a little bit. Um, you know, maybe dip my toe back into the, the, the road marathon scene, try to try to break a three hour marathon or, or something crazy like that. And, uh-huh. and then, uh, but yeah, no ultras, ultras definitely on the, on the horizon, specifically mountain ultras, you know, I don't want to do, I don't want to do something, you know, like a hundred miles flat. Like, <laughs> like I want to, I want some, ele- I want some elevation. I want some single track. I want some, some dirt road. I want some, some, uh, some slick rock or something, you know, the good I want to, like, I want, I want the good stuff. I want the good stuff. Totally. <laughs> you know, unfortunately it's not, it's not the good, not the good stuff for my guides. They got a lot of work to do, <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, no, no, I, you know, any, anything that's anything that's a challenge and and you know when, when we get to that you know that that level um that's just that's putting it that's putting a, just a rock star crew together of of people that you know that that know me that know how um know how to handle me that can are are, are badass athletes in and of themselves and mm-hmm. you know and are able you know and we're and that's a and that's a team event um mm-hmm. you know when it comes to, to guiding a, a you know a, a blind crazy man who wants to <laughs> do an ultra. <laughs> uh, it sounds like fun. Sounds like a good time. sounds like just a, you know, it sounds like that's what ultra marathons are just a crazy weekend in the woods anyways. So, you know, people falling down, it sounds, sounds like a blast. That's what we sign up for these things for. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, I, I mean, when it, you know, for me, when it comes to like, you know, doing trail running and all that, I don't care how fast I go. It's just like, to me, like the, the trail running and the mountain running community. That's just, that's just an excuse to get out and party and play in the mountains. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> and, and just, uh, you know, have, have fun with, have fun with a, with a, you know, with a few of your crazy, you know, friends from across the country that, you know, come to do this silly stuff. Yep. Yep. And you're not slowing down anytime soon. I mean, you're doing triathlons for another three, four years and, and you're even looking beyond that. That's, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm in, what am I? 29. I'm 29 now. So it's like, you know, I, I think I've still got a, I got a couple good, good speedy sure. years left. Definitely. Um, and then, uh, and, and you know, I just uh, look, I mean, I, I love, you know, I've been, uh, 
I've been an outdoor geek since I was, uh, you know, since I was 10, 11 years old and, you know, first started, you know, hiking and rock climbing and, you know, skiing and, and doing all that stuff. So, yeah, I mean, like eventually I, I definitely want to get into, you know, get more into the, you know, just immerse myself in, in the outdoor sport culture um, as much as possible, you know, whether that be, you know, you know, off-road triathlon or, or mountain running or, um, or, or just doing, you know, big, cool, crazy things. Mm-hmm. Do big things. Are, <laughs> Absolutely. Are you able to, um, sort of give back and, and help teach other visually impaired, uh, people like, like some of your strategies and what you're doing out there? Yeah, I do what I can. Um, so I'm a part of several Facebook groups. Um, and when, you know, when, uh, when, you know, there are new, um, blind athletes or, or triathletes that are, um, come into the, those, uh, those groups and they, uh, they post a lot of questions. I do my best to, to respond. Um, I actually, uh, I'm, I'm part of the USA triathlon mentorship program. So I actually mentor, um, a, uh, one of our junior, uh, visually impaired paratriathletes. Um, and so, you know, we, we, we have, uh, you know, phone calls every, every couple of weeks, we shoot text, text messages back and forth. He asks me a lot of stuff about, you know, training, finding guides, um, recovery, um, strength training, you know, I mean, what have you, I mean, you know, finding, you know, sponsors and, you know, how do I, you know, how do you, how, how the heck do you pay for this expensive sport? <laughs> you know, all, all that stuff. So, I mean, we talk about, you know, we talk a lot about that kind of stuff. And then um, I've also, um, you know, I'm, you know, you know, I've, uh, you know, talked to, uh, you know, talked at talent identification camps and, and stuff like that. And, uh, but yeah, no, I'm just, I'm always available. Um, you know, to, to help out the, the next generation of, of triathletes, whether they be younger or older than me, you know, you know, if you're, if you're a newbie triathlete or you're, uh, um, you know, just, you know, starting your, your adventure journey. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm always, uh, open to people. I'm, I'm just, I'm telling people all the time, Hey, look, just shoot me an email, shoot me a, shoot me a direct message on Instagram or, or Facebook or, and, uh, you know, I, I, as you guys can tell, I love, uh, getting on and, and geeking out about, you know, anything that involves fitness adventure, um, you know, mountains, you know, anything, anything. I, I love it. I, you know, I mean, I, I could go on and on about it for, uh, forever. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> Same here. Yep. Um, do you have a website or anything that people can find you or is it mainly social media? So my website is kylecoon.com. So pretty simple, K-Y-L-E-C-O-O-N.com. Um, but definitely, um, if you guys don't mind giving me a, giving me a follow on, uh, on social media, um, I'm on Instagram um, at ironkyle. That's E-Y-E-R-O-N-K-Y-L-E. And then um, I'm on Facebook uh, at Kyle Kuhn Speaks. Cool. And you're looking at mid-March. That's your next big date, huh? Yep. So, uh, so mid-March is the, uh, is the, should be the first race of the season and, uh, possibly one of the most important races of the season. No pressure. Um, but then after, <laughs> yeah, no, no pressure, no pressure whatsoever. Um, so, but no, nah, it should, it should be, should be a blast. Um, and then hopefully, uh, you know, get over to give her to get over to Europe in, uh, in May, uh, do some racing over there. Uh, maybe pop over to, to Japan to do a, a race or two. 
Um, so May, May and June will be, will be busy months. And then uh, uh, USA Triathlon will hopefully make their, uh, their final decisions on the, the, the people that will be going to uh, Tokyo um, the last week of June. Uh, first week of July and uh, we'll know we'll know for sure then and then uh, it'll be over to uh, the plan will be to head over to Japan um, the last I heard was probably the first week of August and um, stage out of uh, Okinawa for you know two three weeks and then uh, bounce over to Tokyo and uh, we're one of the first events on the, the Paralympic calendar so uh, <laughs> we'll we'll be able to to race hard in the first couple of days and then uh enjoy the rest of the games. So that's the, that's the plan. Cool. Sounds so cool. Brian, anything else? Hey Kyle, it's just, um, it's just amazing what you've uh, accomplished in uh, 29 years. Um, Big time. Uh, cited or not cited. Um, I mean, like those are hopes and dreams of, um, of anyone and aspirations and uh, just want to wish you the best of luck and let you know that um, I'll be keeping close tabs and, and, and rooting for you the whole time. Well, thanks, man. I, I appreciate it. And Hey, look, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm nothing, look, I'm, I'm nothing special. I'm just some crazy, I'm just some crazy blind dude that, you know, that, that can't sit still. And, and look where we've all got, we've all got a little crazy in us and, you know, we just, we all like to, to pursue it a little differently. And I just, you know, I'm just, I'm just one of those crazies that I decided to, to pursue endurance and adventure sport. And uh, I hope, I hope a lot of other people follow uh, and jump on the, the bandwagon with me. Definitely. Well, listen, man, you're a badass and I love talking to badasses and I love, uh, just rubbing elbows with them <laughs> and, and gaining inspiration from anybody and everybody. So really appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, this has been fantastic and, and yeah, we'll be keeping an eye on you, man. Good luck. Thank you so much. Really appreciate you guys having me on. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you to both you guys. I really appreciate both of you. Thanks Adam. Yeah, you bet. Have a good night, guys. Take care. All right. You too. Thanks. I want to thank Kyle for coming on the show. What an inspiration he truly is. And I want to thank all you guys for dropping in and giving me your ears. Hey, guys, I want to tell you about big things crewing. Are you looking to increase your fitness? Are you thinking about your first marathon or ultra marathon? Maybe you've signed up for an ultramarathon in Colorado and you're wondering how you're going to get it done. Big Things Crewing can help. I started this company in 2019 with the goal of helping people achieve their dreams. We offer coaching programs and training plans from beginner to elite, as well as offer crewing and pacing for ultramarathon runners. After all, some of the best moments of my life were running ultras and I couldn't have finished races like the Leadville 100 or Western States 100 without high quality pacers and crew. In fact, one of the things I love most about ultras are having your friends or family come out to help you. But if you want to do a big Colorado mountain race and you don't know anyone out here to lend you a hand in getting you to the finish line, we want to help. We've done the races. We know the courses. We've got the trucks to get to the backcountry aid stations. I've been in this sport for over a decade and most of my friends have too. We know how to get you to rally and get you into that finish line. Uh, we want to help. Uh, we want you to do big things. Look us up, big-things-crewing.com. 
If you haven't yet, please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform so that you're notified when a new episode drops. If you like what you hear, please write us a five-star review. It helps us to be seen among the thousands and thousands of other podcasts you could be listening to right now. Head on over to our YouTube page and subscribe there as well. Find us on the social media platforms as Big Things Crewing. And as always, our website is big-things-crewing.com. My man Pedro is going to take us out for a run. Remember, life is short. Do big things, baby.